When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamba Mia, he's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Welcome back, fight fans, to the big fight preview for this weekend's fantastic fight that's coming up. A rematch in the super welterweight division between Jamel Charlo and Brian Carlos Castano. A rematch of last summer's great fight, which ended in a split decision draw. Many people felt Castano had won that fight, including ourselves. But it turned out to be a draw, and Jamel Charlo and Brian Castano are running this fight back. Great fight for this weekend. It is the main fight of the weekend. There's also, obviously, a couple of fights on that undercard to talk about. And then on Friday night as well, there's some great fights in the UK, including a card which features Linus Eudofia versus Denzel Bentley for the vacant British middleweight title. And it's live for free on Terrestrial TV on Channel 5. So we will be talking about that throughout the course of this episode. But the main focus of the episode is Jamel Charlo and Brian Carlos Castano. They had a brilliant fight, as I said, back in the summer last year in July. A really, really great super welterweight showdown where many people felt like Jamel Charlo would take this fight and deal with Castano quite comfortably. It turned out that Castano wasn't as an easier fight as what many people thought it was going to be. And Castano, for us, arguably actually won that fight. And he certainly won it quite convincingly on one of the judges' scorecards. So we're going to go back and reflect upon that fight first before we talk about an analysis for, for this upcoming fight. Johnstone, I want to hand this over to you then, coming straight in off the back of that fight last year. I know many times we had this conversation about this fight. You mentioned that you felt Castano actually had his number and he won this fight. And as I just mentioned, one of the judges had it quite convincingly on one card. So just reflect back in your mind about that fight and, and, and your memories of it. And, and I felt Charlo got away with one there. 
yeah, so, so that lopsided card was actually in Charlo's favour. Um, so uh, Nelson Vazquez, absolutely ridiculous card he pulled together there. one one seven one eleven. It was just nowhere near that fight, uh, that type of fight. The other two had it quite close, uh, which is what basically what many of us felt. I felt Castano just won it by a couple of rounds. Uh, because Charlo allowed him to come forward. And, and the one thing with Castano that I noticed from that fight was that he, he doesn't sort of cut the ring off superbly well. He comes forward and sort of throws out a left jab or a looping right hand. And, um, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't do too much where, where Charlo... I don't understand why he, he sort of waits for the ropes to hit his back and then steps out or sometimes stays there a little bit too long. I feel that when he... When he hurt Castano during the fight, he was better. He was better on the offensive, but fighting on the back foot and allowing Castano to put the pressure on him, and he ended up fighting a bit more of a fight like of his style rather than boxing his way out of trouble, which I feel that Charlo didn't do. So I think he, he if anything, it was Charlo's fault that he allowed Castano to really put up a good fight. It was a good fight to watch, and those 30-second bursts right at the end of each round, Castano always put a little pressure on him. But yeah, one thing I I felt that he needed to throw the left hook for one. Uh, I think the second round where Castano sort of leaned in, where he sort of throws that jab and he has his chin out and Charlo hit him with a lovely well-timed left hook, which stunned him in that second round. He put the pressure on him. And he did, and after that, he didn't look for it again because he does leave himself open. But um, yeah, there was there's so many different elements to these because you've got, you got an aggressive fight and you've got the sort of the negative, the positive and the negative, if you like. Um, although Charlo, you know, he can bang and he can throw uppercuts, which he didn't throw at all in the first fight. So I feel that, the, you know, it, the, the different styles gelled and it made it a good fight. But I do believe that Charlo has the capabilities and, and to, to make it an easy fight for himself. And I think hopefully he's learned from that first fight. It was, as I say, it was a great fight. It was one of the, I think we had it as a nominee for one of the fights of the year last year. But um, so I'm expecting the same sort of thing. But I do believe Charlo, if he can make certain adjustments, he can make it an easier fight for himself. Well, I'm just going to say thanks for uh, completely having me back there and correcting that that mistake <laughs> that I made about the card. You know, I actually read it prior to to recording this episode, guys. Like I literally read it, but I, for some reason I read it the opposite way, and I completely forgot uh, about the fact that it was a wide card for Charlo until you mentioned it. Then, so yeah, thanks for having me back on that one. Uh, and now I do. That now was... you've jogged you've jogged me <laughs> you've jogged me memory on it a lot. Now I do recall it. I do recall the conversation. I do recall the rant that we had over it about it being such a wide card when really it was quite a close fight uh, given the circumstances but I, I, you know I enjoyed listening to your points on it there because you know you made some valid points about Castano and about Charlo and obviously Charlo's ability to make fights like this a lot easier for himself but he seemed to just want to be dragged down to Castano's level of of, of ruggedness and, and going inside the pocket and fighting inside with a guy that likes and, and relishes of fighting on the inside like this. Now, I know Charlo can bang and, and he can go in there and he can hurt fighters but he has to be careful that he doesn't get drawn into this type of fight again. I think this fight could be 10 times easier for him this time around. Like, I agree with you. I think he could make this fight so much more easier for himself. And it sort of, to me, it echoes what happened with the two Tony Harrison fights when obviously he lost the first fight and then he come back and he bounced back in that second fight and he bounced back emphatically and it was a great fight, the second fight with Tony Harrison. Now he's had the similar situation with Castano does he come back and does he show again that it was it was just a one-off occasion where, you know, he, he wasn't concentrating, he was being dragged down out of his own game plan and he didn't stick to his own game plan. I think going into sort of keys to victory now, 
with with both of these men. Castano, you know, what does he do differently? Because I don't think there's anything different that he can do as a fighter. I think he is yeah. limited in, in, in faculties, that I think he fights that way, and that is the only way he really knows how to fight, and, and he's good at it, and he's successful at it. So I think if you're Castano's team, you're really looking at it and thinking, well, how, how do we change anything? Well, we don't, because it was a close fight, and arguably we should have we should have won that fight in, in their eyes, and, you know, in many people's eyes. I kind of felt Castano should have just got the nod in, in what was such a close fight there. So if you're Castano's team, you're looking at it and going, well, we don't really need to change too much up, but maybe we don't need to take too many chances where we, we end up getting left susceptible to some of these great shots from Charlo. And then if you're Charlo, you're thinking, well, use army advantages, use the speed, use the ability, use the shot selection to get inside and out very quickly so that Castano becomes frustrated throughout the course of the fight, starts to throw unorthodox wild shots that actually completely miss and expend all his energy. I mean, they're the two sort of ways I'd be looking at this fight from both angles. This is how each man could potentially go on to, to win this second fight. How how do you see it? Do you see it similar? Do you think Charlo needs to adapt differently? Or do you think Castano can do anything differently to, to win this fight? I think you hit the nail on the head with Castano. I don't think he does anything different. I think he does exactly what he did. If not, throws more punches. When, when he um, had, um, as I say, he sort of walks forward. They've both got sort of a wide stance. He sort of edges himself forward. Castano sort of throws that. It's like a left jab to the chest, if you like, to sort of the chin area. And then he sort of throws the right hand over the top to follow it up. And and if he gets success and he had Charlo against the ropes, he put pressure on him and he let his hands go, which is basically what he needs to do again, but just be more effective. I mean, they've both got great engines as well. They both last 12 rounds in, in quite a grueling fight. Whereas Charlo, as I say, when he's fighting on the back foot and he's backing off and he does back off, it's almost like he waits for the ropes to, to, for his leg or his arm to engage with the ropes. And then he decides to, to sort of switch the angles. And, and if the timing's right, it works. But I think he needs to... He, he, there was a few times when he had Castano hurt, especially in the... Sort of, I think it was about the 10th round, really late in the fight. It was a right hand that sort of hit him on the top of the head. So it was like the looping right hand that hit Castano on the top of the head. And then it was early in the fight with the left hook, which was just beautifully timed, that hurt Castano. And then he put the pressure on. But before that, where Castano was winning rounds was where Charlo was just jabbing and Fran literally right over the top. One, two, one, two, too many times. And then when, it, as I say, he would just sort of come out, get himself out of trouble if Castano didn't put enough pressure on him to the ropes and then he would turn it around and then he would try and fight again. He needs to be better than that. He needs to, because when he does land a jab, Charlo, and then throws the right hand, there was a few times where Castano would take a step back. And it was only when he hurt him that he actually put the pressure on. He needs to do that more in the fight generally. So even there was a couple of times, because I did re-watch the fight as well recently, as that's why it's sort of so fresh in my memory, but the, the jab and then the right, and then he went to the body and then threw another right. Just 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 add another another couple of punches. Make it a four-punch combination. Really push Castano back. And then you can get your distance rather than trying to escape narrow angles from where Castano's putting the pressure on you and you're trying to move away from the ropes. And I think it gets tangled up. It, get, it got hurt in that situation. And then as soon as he gets hurt, like a bit like Amir Khan, it just goes for broke because he's like, I can knock him out. So he's just going to start throwing punches. And then you have those crazy 30 seconds that we were getting almost in it, at the end of every round where they were just engaging. 
And Castano's winning the better of those. And I think that's where the judges were swearing to Castano. I think that's where many of us felt where Castano was really taking the taking the, the rounds. And then it weren't until, as I say, the end where he hurt Castano, where then he was getting the better of the engagement. So if Charlo could take those last parts of the fight with him into the second fight, early in the fight, put a lot of pressure on Castano, then I think he'll have success. But I think the other problem is Castano's tough. So when you're hitting someone and they're still coming back at you, it, you know, it can dampen your spirit a little bit. So it's interesting. It's, I don't think we're going to see much difference, Sean. I think it's going to be pretty much the same, but maybe with more volume coming back from Charlo. Well, at least I'd hope so. Because uh, if he switches the angles, I, I do think Castano could it just struggle like you say should he be running around swinging it and missing because he does come forward straight lines so the big question is who do you think wins this fight and obviously i'll give my answer to that first before i pass that back over to you and let you uh, provide your answer on who you think wins it i think with everything that we've said with everything in mind with with the skill levels and the abilities of both fighters I genuinely think Charlo will be a bit more emphatic this time round. I honestly think that from that Tony Harrison loss and the rebound victory over him, he came back and he was more emphatic in the second fight against him. So I can go off that fact that he had that adversity, he got that loss, he came back and he avenged that loss. I think to put this to bed, he, he's going to make them uh, adaptions within his game plan against Castano that maybe will make Castano look a little bit more average than the first time round. We kind of know what we're going to get with Castano now. We know that that, that type of... He comes forward in straight lines. He uses uh, pressure, not always educated pressure. It's just sort of, you know, straightforward, coming in straight lines, making it easier for the boxer to, to be able to pick his punches and put his shot selection together. I think as long as Charlo uses his distance and uses his footwork and, again, employs some pretty good lateral movement throughout the fight and picks his shots wisely, I think he could make this a very easy night for himself. That being said, you can't really discredit Castano's ability to cut the ring off, which he does seem to do pretty well at times he could do it better but I think he does it well enough that you know these two guys know each other now to the point where I think you are going to get a similar fight but ultimately in terms of who I think the victor will be I think Charlo will be the victor on this night and I think he will make the adaptions in camp and he has made them and he will make it a little bit easier I'm not saying it's going to be an easy fight I'm not saying it's going to be a complete repeat performance of the first fight I do think there'll be moments like that but I do think ultimately it will be Charlo's abilities and skills that will get him through this and make it look a little bit easier this time round so for me Jamel Charlo wins uh, I think he I think he finishes it uh, at the end of the fight, in terms of a knockout, I think it's probably going to be rounds 10 to 12. A late stoppage for me for Jamel Charlo this time round. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was just a unanimous decision. Or maybe even a split decision. But I ultimately think Charlo walks away the winner of this fight. Yeah, I'm with you too, Sean. I, I can't really see Castano making that many adjustments other than putting more pressure on. And yeah, I'm probably being a bit unfair to him in terms of... He, he can cut the ring down at times when he's... I know when he's when he's thinking more. Sometimes I, I feel like he, he really, I don't know. Um, I can't really put my finger on it. When he knows he was backing Charlo up, he was quite educated with it. And then when he got hurt, he, you know, he started making some errors. And and I think he got a little bit comfortable because although Charlo was, he was just laying, at times cutting around. So for me, Charlo's just up on them ropes and for just too long. Uh, and Charlo was able 
to um, just throw that jab and in the right hand, but Castano was having more effect. I felt that Castano was landing a bit more than Charlo, and and he was just allowing Castano to really come at him. He doesn't need. He, he, I don't think he'll do that this time. I think if anything, I would love to see the uppercut being thrown. He doesn't. He's got a beautiful uppercut, Charlo. So maybe as Castano's coming in, look to land that that uppercut. The left hook. If he could time that left hook to to perfection as he throws that jab, it's it's sort of a jab where he's it's it's not a straight jab. He he he's sort of curved as he goes into it. And as I say, in that second round, he connected with a lovely left hook. I'm sure they'll be looking at that again because he does do that often, Castano. So I think that the uppercut, I do believe that Charlo will put him down this time. Whether he stays down, I'm not sure because they're both, <laughs> you know, they've both got good chins. Uh, I'm with it. I think, I think Charlo makes the adjustments. And I think, um, yeah, I, I'm, I suppose, yeah, I could see a late stoppage because he did hurt him late in that first fight. If he can give him more, put more pressure, sustain pressure throughout the fight, compared to the first, then I think Charlo does stop him. If he doesn't do that, then I think it's a, a wide Charlo win. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So that's our predictions for this main fight. On the undercard then, Johnston, welterweight Jaron Boots Ennis, 28-0, goes in against fellow undefeated Canadian fighter Castillo Clayton, 19-0-1, which I think, again, is another good fight for, for Boots Ennis at this point of his career. You know, behind... Uh, the likes of Spence and Crawford. You know, you're looking at Boots Ennis as a potential successor to the welterweight division. You know, he's had some good victories. I think Sergey Lipinets being the most significant of his career so far. But also, Costello Clayton's beaten uh, Sergey Lipinets. I mean, in fact, I apologise. He actually had a draw with him. I'm, I'm really not with it today when it comes down <laughs> to these uh, to these accurate uh, box rec records. But, you know, looking at the fight itself, it's, it's a great fight for both fighters because they're both over a stage of the career now where they do want to push on into that top five of the welterweight division. For me, when I look at the welterweight division at the moment and I look at who are the top guys, it's obviously Crawford and Spence, but then I look beyond that and you, you really, I mean, you can look at Keith Furman, you can look at Ardenius Ugas, Virgil Ortiz, uh, Cody Crowley, Mikey Garcia, Avenincian, and then obviously Boots Ennis, Connor Ben's working his way up into a bit of a shout for that as well. So, you know, 
I think if a victory here for Boots Ennis against Clayton would be a significant step forward. Clayton's actually ranked in the top 20, and, and people like Conor Ben are actually in, in front of Clayton uh, in terms of their rankings within BoxRec at the moment. So, you know, arguably the favourite here is, is Boots Ennis in this fight, but... You know, it's a, it's a good fight for both of them. It's a, it's, a, it's a really good fight for both of them. But I honestly think Boots Ennis walks away with it. Uh, we've spo spoke about him before and we spoke about how, you know, he looks to be the successor in the welterweight division once Spence and Crawford uh, eventually look to move up should they end up not fighting in this in this welterweight unification showdown. I think Ennis is probably the man to look towards as the next best thing. And then you've got all your young guns that I've mentioned that are, are up and coming that are going to be looking to, to be their successors as time goes on. But that's another great fight for the undercard. And for me, they're the two main fights uh, of the weekend for Saturday. But I want to come back to Friday, Johnston. We said it at the top of the show, you know, Friday night fights. We haven't seen any decent Friday night fights for, for quite some time, especially in the UK. You know, there's not a lot of these smaller hall shows, so to speak, that are televised. But this Friday at the O2 in London, we've got a pretty good card live on Channel 5 here in the UK, headlined by middleweight liner Sadofia, 17-0, going in against Denzel Bentley for the vacant British middleweight title. Now, I've personally followed Linus for quite some time and Denzel Bentley for quite some time now. Looking at Denzel Bentley's career, he has been in some fantastic fights. He beat Mark Heffron twice in 2020 and then he got the loss on his record to Felix Cash. And what was a brilliant fight for Felix Cash and a brilliant victory for him. And obviously the commiserations were for Denzel Bentley. But he's come back with a TKO win in November of last year and he's now looking to fight for the vacant title. Linus Udofia hasn't tasted defeat yet in his career and he has started to step up the level of opposition over the past three years of his career. But this is certainly his biggest test to date. So this is really going to be a great fight. It's a great headline fight for the event. And, you know, they've got the other fighters on the undercard, which we'll come to, but I'm actually really looking forward to this as a, as a headline event for Friday night, because these are two guys at a point of the career where they both want to move on. They both want to push forward. Denzel Bentley, you know, has previously tasted glory, you know, in this di this division before. So I think it's going to be a case of, for him, he's going to want to recapture that British middleweight title that he previously held beating Mark Heffron. But for Linus Udofia, you know, he's got all the skills and abilities, I think, to make it a very difficult night for Bentley. I'm looking forward to this fight and this card, Johnston. What are you making of uh, Udofia versus Bentley? I think it's a it's a nice fight actually. Um, I mean, I am <clears throat> edging towards Denzel Bentley literally because of experience. I know Felix Cash did deal with him in three rounds. We all felt that that would be a closer fight. Um, not many of us felt that Felix Cash would do what he did to Bentley. Uh, it was a, probably one of his best performances of his career. He was well up for it, and Denzel got caught and he he struggled, didn't he? I mean, that that was a it was a is a bad defeat for him. But previously before that. He was considered to be one of the best sort of at the domestic level. And it was like, a, a, who's going to move on from there? And obviously, Felix Cash did. Now it's Yudofia, uh, who's also, he's that guy now that's sort of looking at Denzel, thinking, what's he got left after Cash? I think Denzel's got more than enough. I do. I, I think a lot, the fact it's on Channel 5 as well is great. But it's nice to see Yudofia having to step up, as you say. This is definitely his biggest fight of his career. Bentley's been there before. He's done well. 
uh, against Efron and then he folded against Cash. But I do think that Denzel will still have enough. But it's a very, I, I'll give it like a 60 40 fight in favour of Bentley. Personally, I'm not saying Yudofia won't win the fight because he has shown sparks of uh, ability to potentially beat a Denzel Bentley. But um, it makes it interesting. It's an interesting fight, it really is. Well, on the undercard, it's the return of the pretty boy, Josh Kelly. He's back in the welterweight division. I mean, we've not seen him since he was humbled by David Evidentian. I know. Where have you been, Josh? Where have, where have you been hiding? Well, he's back now this coming weekend on this particular card, going in a 10-rounder against Julio Vrenose, who's 18-4. and four. Actually, ironically, a former opponent of Linus Eudofia, funnily enough. So that'll be interesting to see how that fight pans out for, for Josh Keller, see what changes have been made in, in over a year of being out. Uh, on the undercard, Harlem Eubank, 13-0, goes in against the veteran Sean Masha Dodd. Brad Paul's another middleweight who's always in camp and he's very good friends with Linus Eudofia. He's currently 15-0 and he fights Ryan Kelly 16-3. Uh, Harvey Horn is also on that card and Katharina Thandes, previously defeated by Terry Harper in the super featherweight division, makes up that particular card on Friday. But there is also another card on Friday night with some absolutely brilliant fights on it. And it is actually being shown on Fight Zone, the uh, subscription service here in the UK that you can actually watch some of these smaller hall shows on. And it features featherweight Nathaniel Collins 10-0 versus Jacob Robinson, who is the son of Steve Robinson in a Commonwealth featherweight title. Undefeated fight with two great fighters going at it. That's a really good fight for people who want to tune in on the Friday night as well. Kieran Smith in the middleweight division, also back against Ismail Sek. Hannah Rankin defends that IBO World Female Super Welterweight title and her WBA World Super welterweight title against Alejandra Ayala also on that card we've got the likes of Michael McGurk Calvin McCord Joe Ham, Jordan Grant and Darren Johnston also making up that particular card so two two big cards really in the UK not massive massive cards but two relatively big cards on Friday night obviously one of them's on channel 5 one of them's on fight zone but you can also check out our friends at Daz TV as well to be able to get access to some of these great cards happening over this coming weekend they're the main big fights happening for me on Friday but just rounding off the episode coming back to the main focus of this big fight preview, Charlo versus Castano 2. We've given our thoughts, feelings and opinions. We've given our predictions on how this fight goes down. If you guys want to give your thoughts, feelings and opinions, you can do on BTR Boxing Pod at Twitter. And you can find us on Facebook at BTR Boxing Podcast Network. You find us on YouTube as well. You find us on Instagram. Just let us know your thoughts on it. It is a really great fight. Again, I'm happy that we've got another pretty decent fight this weekend and a few good fights. On, on various undercards across Friday and Saturday. Generally, I am actually looking forward to it. It's a little bit quieter, but it's still, for me, it still cons- consists of a big fight. I still think it's a big fight, you know, in terms of, of the magnitude of what it means for the super welterweight division. So I'm interested to see whether Charlo will come back and maybe be emphatic like he was in the return against Tony Harrison or whether. Castano could be the bogeyman and, and could actually cause a big upset here. Any final thoughts on that fight before we wrap this up? Um, no, I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's a, the first fight was good. I believe the second fight will. You know, you get two aggressive guys, it tends to be a great fight. You get an aggressive guy and a and more of a boxer guy, then it tends to gel as well. Um, 
it could go one way or the other way though, can't it really? You could have Charlo just outbox Castano, which I believe he has the ability to do, but Castano can be clever and quite cute. So it's it's, it's intriguing. I do edge towards Charlo though. Uh, I think Castano unfortunately had his night and it just didn't quite work for him but um yeah look the, the friday night cars it's great to have channel five friday night fights on um and that's a good fight um the main headline uh, fight there on, on friday and then it's at the o2 and indigo as well the smaller sort of venue at the o2 and then seeing josh kelly come back which i'm sure he will he will have a nice highlight real knockout uh, for his comeback, I'm, I'm almost certain of that. Um, so yeah, it's good. And then obviously Harley and Dodd as well. Um, Harley, Eubank, and Dodd. I think that's going to be that could probably be the other fight to keep an eye on for that. Uh, but yeah, they're fighting Scotland. And there's there's a few more other cards, Sean, which I, I don't know if you want to wrap them up. But there's you got obviously Gilberto Ramirez fighting, and you got Kovlev, the Pulev brothers, yeah. uh, Tony Yoka, and Martin Bacoli. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if you want to roll through those, Sean. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, we're just forgetting about that fight completely. And this is just, again, down to lack of promotion for this fight. The fact that Tony Yoker and Martin Bacoli are fighting this weekend in the heavyweight division. You know, I think it's a pretty significant fight in terms of, you know, looking outside your top 10, top 15 heavyweights in the world. These Absolutely. guys these guys are both vying for, for, for pushing for world title shots. And, you know, I think, I'm sure it was Bacoli versus Hergovic Originally, that was mooted as the IBF eliminator. Then that got moved. Then it was supposed to be Yoker versus Hergovic. Hergovic. Apparently, everybody's turning the fight against Hergovic down, and, and Big Bang Zang was the only one that <laughs> was actually willing to take the fight. But Yoker and Bacoli are, are fighting this weekend. I think Bacoli, since he's lost to Michael Hunter, has come back on his on a good resurgence. He's actually been pretty good. He's had some really good victories, and you know, for Yoker, he hasn't really fulfilled his potential coming from the Olympics six years ago. You know, winning the gold in the Olympics six years ago, you automatically think these guys are destined for you know world title challenges maybe world title glory it doesn't always work out to be the case and so far tony yoka hasn't been that entertaining for me i haven't enjoyed seeing him in the ring and obviously there's the issues with the the drug scandal that he went through as well so i think he has lost a lot of credibility because of that and i think that's why promotions like this are quite lacking I think that's a fight that should really be checked out this weekend i know i'll be checking it out because i will be interested to see what both of these guys have got to offer because outside of of, of the heavyweight top three you know you've got the likes of parker you've got the likes of joyce you've got the likes of yoka you've got the likes of hergovic you've got the likes of bacoli out there they're all vying to push on to be mandatory for for one of them sanctioning body titles so you know it is an interesting fight to tune into because i think whoever wins this fight between bacoli and yoka then goes on maybe to fight hergovic straight away or the winner of zhang versus hergovic if that does get remade so it is quite significant and apologies for, for forgetting it to be honest with you but that i suppose comes down to the the lack of promotion on it because there's not a lot of promotion happening on this fight whereas i think it's actually quite a significant one it really is it is a significant fight for for that sort of other stage to move on in their careers and it is quite an even fight i mean if from what we've seen of yoko although he's been inactive when he does actually come into the ring and he's active he's proven that he's a handful for anyone so it's going to be interesting to see how uh, how he deals with Martin Bacoli. Um, I mean, the other heavyweight, uh, Kubrat Pulev, is fighting Jerry Forrest as well. So there's another sort of 
that same level, if not Pulev, probably just a little bit ahead of him, just through historic fights. You know, he's been around forever, it feels like, Pulev, uh, fighting Jerry Forrest in uh, California. So, um, you know, that that's another interesting fight for the heavyweights. You've got Evan Holyfield in there, I believe. Is that uh, Evander's son as well, yep. is it? Um, yeah, and then, and then Kovalev coming back against Pulev's brother, Tavil. Um, that's, that's an interesting one, that uh, cruiserweight, uh, whether uh, Kovalev has still got anything... In him, is he is he is he going to sort of fall a cropper to Tavel Pulev, who seems to be a bit of a banger, or is experience going to prevail? So, is it? I mean, that's quite a decent card as well. So, look, um, there's loads of fights happening over the week, and obviously our main one is Charlo Castano, and then the Friday fights on Channel Five and over in, at the O2, and then over in Scotland as well. Uh, so yeah, man, there's there's several fights out there. Uh, Ramirez as well is a good one. Um, so yeah, Gilberto Ramirez um, and Purcell. So look, there's loads. Uh, I'm sure if anyone could tune into all of them, watch them all over the weekend, you'll be uh, you'd do very well. <laughs> yeah, you'll certainly do very well to tune into all these. Maybe it'll be a catch-up day on Sunday with your feet up yeah. on the couch watching a lot of these fights. Uh, yeah, quite <laughs> a few. Cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice cup of tea, chill out, have a, have a have a Sunday breakfast, whatever it is that takes your fancy to tune into these fights over the weekend. But no, that's that's pretty much it for our big fight preview this week uh, just want a few housekeeping things to go through of course the followers on social media as i've already mentioned uh, please make sure if you are subscribing to us on apple you have left us a rating and a review it really does help us that digital word of mouth spreading across social media is is massive for us so please make sure you give us a rating on there if you see this episode coming out or a segment from the episode make sure you retweet it and reshare it on social media there's no not a lot of that going on at the moment. We've got thousands of people following us on social media, but we're getting only a handful of people sharing the content. Please go and do it. It's, it's huge for us. It's massive to continue to push us out there as one of the best boxing podcasts in the UK and the world. Please keep doing it. And if you've not already checked out the Patreon membership service, please do go and do that. If you don't want to listen to ads in the middle of episodes anymore, you want early access to the series-based content, you want to commission episodes, you want to additional episodes then from as little as £1.50 a month or $1.75 you can subscribe to the Patreon membership service and in doing that you're supporting the podcast allowing us to make the necessary improvements to provide you with all that brilliant content that comes out across the space of a 12 month period that's it fight fans thank you for listening to us thank you for your thoughts feelings and opinions on social media and we'll see you next week for the reaction show and another big fight preview Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.